TGITF. Thank God it's Texans Friday, everybody. Welcome in to a Friday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris, and we've got plenty for you. You're going to hear from Cecil Shorts, former Texan, former Jag, former Buck. He sat down with Drew Doherty and talked about any number of things. And you can also see Cecil on Texans 360 with Drew on Saturday evening. So put that into your DVR, lock it away. So you'll hear Cecil later in the show. But before we get to the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer, a little bit of Texans news on this Friday evening. The Texans have officially released Vernon Hargraves. Hargraves joined the team about halfway through the year. He was released in Tampa. The Texans claimed him on waivers. And Vernon was due in his fifth year because the Buccaneers exercised that option to earn about $10 million. There's been a lot of discussion about the Texans trying to renegotiate a deal that would help them and help the cap situation. The Texans aren't in dire cap shape, but Vernon was going to be about a $10 million cap hit. It's probably not where his value is. So doesn't mean the Texans won't bring him back in some capacity, but it just means as of right now, he is no longer a Houston Texan. He is free to negotiate with any team throughout the league, including the Texans. Now that we've gotten our Friday news out of the way, let's bring in the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, how are you doing? Johnny, always a pleasure to be on. And that, what was it, TGITF? TGITF. Thank God it's Texans Friday. I mean, we have to copyright that in case mm-hmm. the Titans try to steal it for TGITF Titans Friday. No. Uh-uh. See, They can't have Titans Friday. we battle with them on uh-uh. these things. And I still hear national announcers, and I'm sure you do too, every once in a while when they're talking about either team, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when they're talking about the Texans, they sometimes call the Texans the Titans in second reference. Yeah, yeah it's just really yeah, good, isn't it? Yeah. Not, well, thanks I, a lot, guys. No thanks. Brand name recognition is a thing, though. Like no, I said the other night, thank you. In, the, in my AFC South breakdown and playoff yep. performances in the O'Brien era, it's a brand name recognition thing. When you have the brand name of the, say, NFC East, you think, oh, that's a that's a good division. Mm-hmm. I know they've struggled lately, but they did win a Super Bowl, but that's yep. a good division. It's really not. It's not that good a division. No, but they've not. got those big brands, man. The Giants, the Redskins, the Eagles, and you know who. I've been watching the all or nothing mm-hmm. on the Eagles season. Yep. Oh, really? I, I love that show. It started, the very first one they did was the Cardinals back in right. 2015. Was Arians still? Yeah, Arians was Arians still there. Arians was there, and that was the year they went yeah. to the NFC Championship game, and it was such a compelling series. And then they did the Rams the next year, and it was compelling for a bad reason because they fired Jeff Fisher at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Then <clears throat> then they did the Panthers in 18. Ooh. Uh, they did the Cowboys in 17, which was a mess because that was the Ezekiel Elliott year where he got suspended. Right. And so there was a lot of focus on that. Then they did the Panthers. And this year, they actually released it in February, which normally they don't release it until August. So I was really, it was, I was glad they did it. And they did the Eagles. And it was really interesting to watch a different team's season over the whole season. And you start to realize, man, to win a championship, it is really, really hard and really special. And it's just, it, it, Sort of compelling, too, because they've got all the players mic'd up for all these different games. Right. And that's this past season. Yeah, it's this past season. they don't win the championship, but they're coming off the championship season. Right. And so I've gotten mm. to the point of the season. I've gotten to the point where the Eagles are 5-6, and six, having just lost to the Patriots. Now they're going down mm. to Miami to take on Miami and oh, get a sure win and get back on track. And that's a game they lose because they had that uh, trick play. Remember right. that trick play? They ran that against the Eagles. So... That's where I am in the series, but it's just interesting to watch how injuries have impacted this team and 
it's just really cool to get the behind the scenes look. It is just really fascinating to watch, no doubt about that. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, you would think, mm-hmm. minus that two game stretch Carson Wentz had, was decent dealing with everything they had to deal with last year. Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. However, Ooh. we do not know who is going to be the quarterback in a number of different NFL locations oh, I love in this. 2020. I love this so, already. Are you ready? I'm ready. For quarterback roulette. Would you like to spin the wheel and see what team pops up first, Mark Vandermeer? All right, I'll spin it, Johnny. You Let's ready? go. Yes. Here we go. Let's roll it. Spin that wheel. That sounds like an old clunky. Ow. The there wheel we go. is hurting me. There we go. Oh. And, oh, it landed in the AFC South, mm. the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Now, the Tennessee Titans quarterback situation is as follows Ryan Tannehill unrestricted free agent Marcus Mariota unrestricted free agent quarterback Logan Whiteside we're not going to worry about we're not going to worry about he was a he was quarterback out of Toledo Logan Whiteside okay the quarterback in 2020 Mm -hmm. for the Tennessee Titans given that situation Mm -hmm. will be I think they go with Tannehill okay I'm going to predict Tannehill all right I can imagine that the discussions in that building are very interesting because how much, how much could Tannehill get? Here's another question for you related to this. Yes. If Tannehill hits the open market, you know, a lot of people thought, well, they'll definitely sign him before he hits the market. Mm -hmm. But if he hits the market, what's the market like for Ryan Tannehill considering who else is out there? And we all, some of those names will come up in this conversation. Yes. So what are you going to do if you're the Titans? You say, well, he's in our building. He knows our system. We did well with him. Is he the guy? I I think more likely than not, I'll go more likely than yeah, not. Yeah, there you go. It's probably Ryan Tannehill. But if you're in their offices, Johnny, you're probably thinking, well, look, he's a free agent. We're a free agent. You know, we don't, we're not committed to anybody. Right. So is there another guy out there who might be better? Look okay. what we did with him. That's a good, that's a good point. All right, so give me so, some of the other options. Okay, let me give you some of the other options. Okay. Because I think there's another valid question that goes with the Titans. All right. We'll get to in a second. Unrestricted free agents. Tom Brady. Right. Marcus Mariota. Heard of him. Uh, Tannehill, obviously. Mm -hmm. Case Keenum. Nope. Phillip Rivers. Love Case, but nope. Uh, Phillip Rivers. Okay, go on. Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. Can I interest you in any of those? Nope. Now, here are your Uh, trade. Here are your trade options. Yeah. Cam Newton. Because he's still under contract. Yep. Yeah. Andy Dalton. Interesting, but no. Nick Foles. Not feeling it. Derek Carr. Mm. Ooh. Derek Carr's an interesting one. Mm. I mean, of all the guys you would trade for, Bridgewater's going to be an unrestricted free agent, correct? Yes, he will. Right, Bridgewater so. and Breeze have unique contracts. Their contracts void on March 18th. Okay, so they'll be unrestricted free agents. Once the league year starts, yeah. Okay, uh, as far as guys you might trade for, I think Cam Newton is really interesting as well, Mm -hmm. but I think the price might be high. And what's the health situation? Right. Cam Newton with them and Derrick Henry. Okay, well, that leads to this question. I don't want to see this. You know what? Just as a sheer, Mm -hmm. I, I could see it not working, but I could also see it working very well. And it's frightening to think of him throwing the ball, you know, short medium to A.J. Brown. All right. Janu Smith, 
and then you're handing off to Derrick Henry, and you're running Cam. Oh, my gosh. You got those RPOs. You got the flim-flams and, you know, all the other offensive yeah, of terminology I like to use. That could be pretty scary for the AFC South. So what becomes more important? Typically, typically, mm-hmm. yeah. we know that the quarterback position is the end-all, be-all. That's the one you've got to have. However, in this situation, it's a little different. Which guy is more important to sign? You can sign one. Ryan Tannehill at, at a reasonable number, if yep. you will. Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry? Yeah, obviously for their immediate future, Derrick Henry, I think, is more important. I really do. I think as well as Ryan Tannehill played, I don't want to take away from what he did. Yeah. You know, you don't have to throw a high volume of passes if Derrick Henry is running the football well. Mm-hmm. But you need somebody who's steady, reliable, and apparently the team really responded to him. I mean, they had the best season they've had since... 1999. I mean, yeah. Let's call it what it was. So it's a little I- iffy, but I would say Henry's the more valuable guy. However, Johnny, if you invest in Henry, then who's your quarterback? Right. A quarterback's going to be expensive for you no matter who it is right. in Tennessee. And Tannehill might come cheaper than even Rivers, right. say. Uh, or certainly in a trade situation, if you go get Derek Carr yep. or Cam Newton, certainly than that. So this might be their best bang for the buck. I'm going to stick with Tannehill. They're able to sign Tannehill for not huge money, but good money for Ryan and good money for the Titans. And they go ahead and sign Derrick Henry, and we move on from there. Tannehill and Henry back together again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you like to spin the spin, next spin it again. dial? Spin it. All right. Here we go. go. Roll, that, it. roll that wheel. Okay. Love that sound. Not really a roulette wheel, by the way, but we'll go with it. Ooh. Okay. Pure evil. The New England Patriots. <laughs> Who's the quarterback in New England? Who is the quarterback in New England Ooh. in 2020? I love this. Here is the status. This is so interesting because when you look at the depth chart for Tom Brady, it always shows, like, when he was drafted in the round. And it just has two zeros slash six, meaning 2006. The two thousand in the sixth round. It's just odd to see those numbers because you just—it's weird. Anyways, Tom Brady is an unrestricted free agent. The backups, Jarrett Stidham, Cody Kessler, mm-hmm. are the two quarterbacks behind Tom Brady. Will Brady go back to New England? Will he be the guy in twenty twenty? If not, does Belichick roll the dice with Jarrett Stidham, a second-year man, sort of like he did with Brady in two thousand one? What? do the Patriots do at quarterback? Well, as interesting as the conversations might be in Tennessee as far as Tannehill is concerned and Henry, yep. what's going on in New England right now? What are they talking about? What oh. is the level of openness that Brady has with the organization right now as far as, yeah, I'll definitely come back if you want me. Uh, do you want me? Do they want him? I mean, of course they want him, but wait, I hesitate to word it like that. Is Belichick thinking, look, how much longer do I have with him anyway? Right. And I, I'm just hypothesizing here. I've always wanted to see what life would be like without Tom. And if I could <laughs> win a Super Bowl or get there yeah. without Tom. Look, I think Brady is monumentally important to New England. This is hardly a grandiose statement. And he, as much as Belichick sets the culture there, Brady sets the culture yes. there. You know, he's yes. so proven, so many pelts. Everybody falls in line behind him. I know they didn't have a great year for them, but they still had a good year. I know they had to play on wild card weekend, which for them is like going 2-14. and 14. Yeah. But they still got there, and if they hadn't imploded 
not imploded, but didn't play well down the stretch. Right. You know, they get that bye, and who knows what happens if they're able to play at least one game in Foxborough. I think they're going to saddle up and go one more round with Tom. But, Johnny, here's the question. If it's not Brady, what do they do? Do they get one of these free agents? They're not going to go get Phillip Rivers, okay? But do they get a free agent? Do they trade for a Derek Carr? Do they like Stidham that much? Do they draft a guy? There's no way I think they get Cam Newton in a trade. And as I say that, they're not going to trade for Derek Carr either. Although is, maybe- there, is there a domino effect? And follow me here. The Colts end up doing something at quarterback, and we're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. And the Colts decide, we're going to release Jacoby Brissett. And, they, and he goes back. And he goes back to New England. Because well, they end up going with somebody that kind of knows the system already. They got a lot of tape on Brissett now. Yeah. So there is a lot of tape on him. the same Brissette. way about him as they always have. If, if they want to take Brissett to New England, mm-hmm. go, go for it. Okay. Go for it. I want you to go get Jacoby Brissett. Go for it. Because we've got to play the Patriots. Yep. Now, I don't know who's going to take over in Indianapolis. I don't think anybody's scared of the Patriots with Jacoby Brissett. Now, no. they still might win nine games, maybe ten, maybe more. I don't know. I thought about this as I was actually walking into the stadium today. Got a great defense. I thought about, yeah, right. I thought about, and I think that's one thing that Belichick will hang on to. Now, on the defensive side, Danny Shelton, Jamie Collins, Landon Roberts, Kyle Vannoy, Devin McCourty, all unrestricted free agents, in addition to Nate Ebner, who's a special teams guy. So those guys are all so. Ooh, they are cap. Are they mm, cap strapped? I don't. I don't potentially. Think I mean, if you paid all those guys, you would be. Well, here's here's the dilemma. If you're if you're Tom, in some sense, if you think about this, because if Tom is all about the money, which he never seemingly has been, right? It's all about winning championships and setting the culture, et cetera. So if he goes somewhere mm-hmm. and says, "No, no, you're going to pay me a massive, massive deal." Well, then he has to go somewhere where there are already weapons in place. Like, he right. can just, just plop him in, mm-hmm. and away you go. And the Chargers seemingly are the one team that I guess you could look at, but that offensive line is not very good in, in Los Angeles for the mm-hmm. Chargers. That offensive line is sort of putrid, and you're not going to have Melvin Gordon. So, I don't know. So, my point is in that is if Tom takes this massive deal somewhere, Teams are not going to be able to give him what he really needs or wants, and that's other weapons to throw the football to. I don't think it's going to be a massive deal. It's going to be a good deal for him and a good deal for the team. He wants to compete. He's highly competitive, and you're right. He hasn't been about the money. So if he takes an undermarket deal, mm-hmm. then the Patriots are sitting pretty because the Patriots what, are like, we'll pay you a little bit more than that. You come on back to but, us. But what is the – look, as great as Brady is, when you say an undermarket deal, what is the market, right. what is the market for a man of his age, right? Where yeah. you're gonna fall off a cliff any minute. Now it could be a one-year deal that's super front-loaded. I mean, or yeah. a multi-year deal that's super front-loaded. Uh, I don't know how they would set that up for Brady. I guess it's a two-year deal, but is it anything more than a two-year deal? Can't be. I mean, it can't be. It can't be. I mean, you I, know? I, don't, I don't. This think is like there's... signing George Burns to do a TV series for five years when he's 98 years old. So you're saying the Patriots quarterback in 2020? Anybody remember is... George Burns? I remember George Burns. Okay, thank you. Well, so you're see. saying Patriots, Tom Brady. I think it, more likely to happen, Patriots, Tom Brady. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think that's absolutely, absolutely the case. Now, right. I'd love to see the shakeup because I think it's really interesting for the NFL. Until he does leaves. a press conference and he's in Indianapolis. I'm going to vomit now. Yeah, Wait then. a minute. You're spinning that wheel. I'm afraid of where it's going to end up next. I'm ready? afraid of where it's going next. You ready? Yes. You ready? Oh, no. Oh, no royal blue. No royal blue. No royal blue. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. Put your chips all in. 
for the Las Vegas Raiders. And that we will do after the break. More quarterback carousel next on Texans All Access. What a wonderful Friday evening this has been. Thank you for joining us right here on Texans All Access. I am John Harris. That is Mark Vandermeer. And as we left you, it was time to dive into the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. So now, as of this point, you have Ryan Tannehill going to the, t- the Titans. You have Tom Brady in New England. Right. In Las Vegas now. This is a very interesting team going forward. The offense does not have a starter that's an unrestricted free agent. They've got this entire team coming back. That's the good news. The bad news is they're not very good. They're not great. <laughs> so, yeah. Derek Carr is under contract. Mm-hmm. Mike Glennon is the backup. He is an unrestricted free agent. Who really cares? They also have Sean Kaiser and Nathan Peterman. But the question becomes yeah. Derek Carr. Right. Do the Raiders make a deal and move Carr somewhere, opening up that opportunity for Philip Rivers, for Teddy Bridgewater, for Drew Brees? What do the Raiders do at quarterback? It's not Brady. Because we've already got him staying in New England. But even in the Brady is available universe, I don't think it's Tom Brady. I don't think it's Drew Brees. I don't think it's Philip Rivers in Vegas. I think Gruden's going to go a little younger mm-hmm. and possibly, I don't know what he thinks of Bridgewater. You know, I haven't right. seen the camp Gruden with Bridgewater yeah. to really decipher that one, and I know things have changed since then. I think Bridgewater might be the real, I hate to say diamond in the rough. He's much more than that. But right. but the real bargain here, or and bargain's probably a bad word as well, but the real find in free agency. Yeah. You know, he's a guy who can play for a while. He's played well when he's been in there since he's come back. And I know the Saints are a well oiled machine or whatever but he was what five and oh coming in for drew Brees. yes he was i think uh i'm gonna go bridgewater here somehow bridgewater ends up i like it with the raiders who make a deal and ship Derek carr somewhere what's Derek carr gonna get on the open market by the way i don't think it's a ton i don't think it's a ton but i think he gets something a pretty expensive contract as well uh i think that his contract is it's relatively probably doable because it's not like he just signed it this past season I think there's a way that you can get out of this contract relatively speaking time wise yeah it it won't if uh his dead cap in 2020 is like 7.9 million that's Mm. not that's not nothing that's nothing that's nothing in this universe yeah it's not horrible let me introduce you to the Brock Osweiler dealer okay (laughs) yes yes so that's nothing so Teddy Bridgewater to the Raiders, which puts Derek Carr out on the open market. I kind of, I, I, the Raiders and Teddy Bridgewater, to me, I like that. I yeah. think that's a really good move. I think Teddy may do a few, th- I just, maybe Teddy with Gruden will be interesting and in try and kind of figure that all out. But I think Teddy's the kind of guy that, and I just think of John Gruden, I hear him saying on Hard Knocks, I can hear it over my head. He's like, you can't go broke taking a profit. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater will take profit. He'll take a profit. He'll take the profit. He may not stretch the field, you know, stretch it all the way down the field. But look, you got Josh Jacobs now. You got Darren Waller at tight end. You got some guys. I still think they probably need a perimeter threat to go with Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro. Uh, you got a whole draft of free agency coming in. But here. you got that, yeah, absolutely. But and you I don't. don't think, by the way, you know, people think, well, you got to sell tickets. I don't think the Raiders are going to have to do much to sell tickets in the no. immediate future in not Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. I mean, not maybe Las eventually, Vegas. but not right now. No. They'll be fine. I thought you might consider James Winston there. 
Uh, I don't know what Gruden thinks. I mean, the turnover propensity. I just I, think that would kill. Gruden. And I know he had the LASIK, so maybe that does make a difference <laughs> for him. Uh, I don't it, know. It might. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I think it was a bright move on his part. Look, if I threw a lot of picks, I would tell everybody I got LASIK. You know what? I got LASIK. <laughs> That's what it was, folks, especially if I'm a free agent. Yeah. That's what it was. I had yeah. an eye issue, and now I'm good. Don't worry about those picks. They okay. won't happen again. Yeah. All right. So you got Tannehill staying with the Titans, Tom mm-hmm. Brady with the Patriots, mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater going to Las Vegas. Right. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. You ready? You want to spin right. that wheel again for me? Okay. It's amazing how it gets louder all of a sudden every time. I don't know how that happens. It's kind of interesting. Oh, boy. Let's stay out on the West Coast. Let's talk about those Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Super loaded skill skill players. So well, loaded receivers. Keen Allen, Mike Williams, still there. Melvin Gordon, unrestricted free agent, but you still have Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. Those guys did the job. I think they're fine. Philip Rivers going to be an unrestricted free agent. They do not have, they do not have one unrestricted free agent on the defensive side as a starter. They don't even have a key defensive free agent i mean they don't have one i mean all their starters are all back mm-hmm. and they're all under contract the offensive line right guard michael Schofield, and he's terrible so move him on hunter henry is a big one so they do lose some firepower mm-hmm. lose a little bit of firepower unless they're able to bring henry back i'd imagine uh, melvin gordon's not coming back Derek watts also an unrestricted free agent hmm. that's interesting. just interesting from right. a local angle it is Absolutely. I got a so, guy for you. The Chargers. I got a guy for you. Okay. Somehow, some way, James Winston oh. in L.A. with the Chargers. Wow. Okay. Somehow that occurs, and I'm going to see some fireworks out there. I know, mm-hmm. I know, but we have Keenan Allen under, under contract out there, Keenan right? Allen, Mike Williams, both under contract. I mean, that's big right there. You know, and he can throw to those guys, and I love Keenan Allen. You know that. Yep. So, for them, I could see something like this working out. I'll give you another guy that's not going to happen because they're in the same division. But Derek Carr, I could see out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I could see it being a fit, but it won't happen yeah. because of the, you know, it's the Raiders and the yeah, Chargers yeah, that, and their that, arch yeah. rivals. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, one of the, that's one of the great rivalries we just never talk about. And I know yep. it's, like, paled in recent years, but that was a good one for a long time. That was. Jameis Winston goes to... The Chargers, you put Jameis Winston with yep. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's almost like he's in Tampa you Bay. You with again. me on that? Is that pretty good I think one? it's a great. I think it's a great option. Okay. I think it's one the Chargers have to consider. And you're right, maybe the LASIK changes things. Now, mm-hmm. I, think, <laughs> I think Anthony Lynn and Tom Telesco sitting down going, how much did Philip Rivers' turnovers annoy us? A lot. Well, then maybe Jameis isn't isn't that guy. But to your point, all right, he got LASIK. Maybe in our system, it it, it it's a little bit better. Go and get a couple of free agents on the offensive line to to help him out. I got to move the football too. I mean, I I got he in that does division, move the ball. No, you bring up a great point. In that division, how are you going to beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. playing small ball? Probably not. And you know how coaches feel. Now, look, Arians took some chances yeah. you know the no risk it no biscuit right. well they risked it a few times yep. and they lost some biscuits with winston's picks right they feel like if they reel them in a little bit here they can still get some of that downfield big chunk play momentum they're looking for moving into the new building i don't know how much that plays into it but that's boy do they need that new building? okay let me ask you let me yeah. ask you this okay i'm gonna present this option to you mm-hmm. you can have either Jameis winston or 
you'll have the money to re-sign Hunter Henry and you make a deal, you give up a third rounder, third rounder for Andy Dalton. So one side you got Jameis Winston. On the other side, you got Andy Dalton and Hunter Henry coming back. Yeah, Henry coming back. I like Katie High School Andy Dalton. I do. Yeah. Andy Dalton in Los Angeles doesn't exactly okay. light my fire. I got you. You All know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. What do they I, call the ginger rifleman? The ginger, the redhead rifle, the, the they red love, rifle. I don't know. What they, they love him in Baltimore, though, or uh, Buffalo. I mean, speaking of Baltimore, they who's going to be the quarterback for? Ba- Oh, we oh, already we know. know. We okay. Know all right. We know what that's going to be. All right. you, you were getting me all excited there no. for a moment. No. All right. The next one is. Okay. The next one's a good one. You ready? Okay. Right, here we go. I thought I heard the wheel spin. Was that just a, a practice spin? Yeah, it was just kind of a practice spin. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. Let's do it. <laughs> and let's do it again. All right. Wait, you landed on one you didn't like? Yeah, I didn't like that one, so I had to redo it. <laughs> what do we got? The Indianapolis Colts. All right. It's about time, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I think that when we look at the big three in this case, in mm-hmm. our situation, because the Texans play all three of these teams, the Titans, the Colts in the division, and the Patriots out of the division. Yes. And it feels like the Patriots are almost in your division at this point. You play them right. so much. But when you look at those three, the most likely departure or change because Brissett might still be with the team. Right. But change as a starting quarterback occurs in which of those cities? I would say it's probably Indianapolis. Okay. Even though they have Brissett under contract yes. and the Titans don't have Tannehill under contract, this is just how I'm going to pick it right here. That they think we got to do something at quarterback. we got to do something a little bit different here. We're not moving the football the way we want. And I think in fairness to Brissett, injury probably had something to do with this. They would know that a whole lot better than I do from afar. But I still say that this is the most likely one to change over. And is it going to be a free agent? If Brady were available, would they do it? Would Rivers aggravate them too much? I think so. I don't think I see Rivers in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's their kind of guy. I think they're going to be very turnover averse. They're going to want to grind out games. And he's not a game grinder, okay? I don't think they see it like that. Yep. So I don't see Rivers in Indy. Watch me be totally wrong here. <laughs> um, and it's a great question. Like, what am I? I could see Bridgewater in Indy, okay? But I just signed yeah. him to Las Vegas. Right. You sent him to, yep. Darn it. So I'm running out of quarterbacks here. Who else do I have on my uh, availability list? Okay, here? so Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Patriots. Ryan I, Tannehill, I, I already Titans. Signed those guys. Marcus Mariota's available. Case Keenum's available. Teddy Bridgewater oh. we sent to Las Vegas. We've got Philip. You just talked yourself out of that. Yeah, I did. Got a very interesting. Ooh, I know the next team I got to come up with. Okay. Uh, you got Drew Brees. You sent Jameis Winston to the Chargers. Andy Dalton right now is still a Bengal. Mm-hmm. Still a Bengal. Mm-hmm. You have Nick Foles, still a Jaguar. All right, let me tell you something. And here. Derek Carr is now out on the market because you've moved Teddy Bridgewater if, to Las Vegas. If Drew Brees were available. This is a great spot for him, mm-hmm. and it's not far from his college, yes. okay? There's yes. that to think about. There, there I don't know that. if that plays into it at all, but it's kind of interesting to point out at this juncture. I like Breeze in Indy from a Breeze Indy standpoint. I don't like it as a Houston Texan. Yes, I'm with oh you. Oh, my gosh. I do not want to see that. I do not want to see that. Ooh. Could you imagine if somehow you end up with, like, Brady in no. Tennessee? no, no. Breeze in Indy. Like, what are you doing to me? That's like my version of hell. (laughs) Oh, my God, no. What are you doing? Stop. No. And then Jacksonville is like, eh, Foles, Mishnu. I'm not ready. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, 
let's go. Yeah, well, I can't go Breeze here because I already shipped Bridgewater off. Now, so. keep in mind, you can also put in a rookie as well. You can also say uh, the Colts are going to draft you, you the rookie. Know, and I, I think we talked about that in recent, on a recent episode of this program. Yes. I kind of think that if they're going to change, Brissett under contract, not huge money, but why not draft a guy and go ahead and develop him with Jacoby there to take the starters reps? That's right? what I've thought. I don't and know if I'll I just talked you into in. that. If, if he wins the job, he wins the job. If he doesn't, right away, I can wait. I can Drew Locke him. You know, now Locke was injured, though. So right, he got little, injured. A little bit of a different deal, but you get my drift. Yeah, I get your drift. Okay, you ready for the last one? Yes. All right, hold on here. Let me get the wheel ready. Let me get the wheel ready. Here we go. Spinning one more time. We're running out of teams to land on here. It's amazing kind of. how we don't land on the same one twice for some reason with this wheel. Ooh. What? If I could speak French, I would talk to you about the New Orleans Saints in French. We. Oui. Yeah. We, oui, we, oui, the New Orleans Saints. Okay, so pretty interesting. Drew Brees will be an unrestricted free agent. His contract voids on March 18th. Teddy Bridgewater, we've already talked about that. Oh, and then there's the guy, Taysom Hill, that everybody has been talking about yeah. lately. Who is the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints in 2020? Yeah, Hill's thrown so many passes that, uh, no, he hasn't. Exactly. And I, I can tell you, I don't not going to start right now. Taysom Hill is not going to be the Saints starting quarterback in 2020. If I'm in the that NFC South, that's what I want more than anything right now. Please yeah. have him be the starting yes. quarterback in 2020. Yes, Falcons, Bucks, and Panthers would be cheering. I think the guy's a hell of a football player. I just, you know, I'm not ready to He's sign him up He's a football player, not yet. a quarterback. Yeah. And he might be someday. I don't know. I mean, give him a shot, but not right now no. if you're the Saints. Uh, look, the most likely thing is that Brady stays in New England and Breeze stays in New Orleans, okay. right? Rivers has already departed with the L.A. Right. Chargers. He's, he's so. done, yeah. So it is possible that you see these longtime bonds broken between player and team. I think Breeze ultimately stays, though, Johnny. Uh, but let me ask you this. Between New England and Brady and Breeze and New Orleans, does either of those dominoes change? I was going to say fall, but I'm mixing metaphors here. You I don't think trade. so. You don't think they change? I don't you think, think so. Brady, Brady stays, Breeze stays. I, I Absolutely. I think if anybody moves, I think it might end up being Breeze. First of all, I felt like the last two years you've seen some physical decline in Breeze. At the end of the year, he does yeah. not look the same as he did yeah. at the beginning of the year. So I I've think there's some, some of that. video breakdown of that as well. And I, I'll be honest, I watched Tom up close. You saw every throw. I saw every throw. I didn't see a physical decline in Tom. I just saw he didn't have any weapons. He didn't have anybody to throw no it to. No weapons, pass rush breaks. I mean, uh, pass rush gets to him. Drew Brees has weapons. I just felt like physically he started to kind of break down yeah. at the end the last couple of years. So, yeah, put it this way. Like, what offense would you want to operate in if you're a free agent quarterback? New Orleans? New England? I mean, drop me Chargers, right into New England. Or drop me right into New Orleans Indy, right now. Yeah, go you to New Orleans. Give me Camara and Michael yeah. Thomas, both under contract. An offensive line, for the most part, that's under contract, except for Anders Pete. You got to find a left guard. I, Jerry Cook on her contract. Drop me right into New Orleans. Yep. That said. With that coaching staff. That said, I still think it's Breeze. What do you say? I say that New Orleans sticks with Breeze. I'm I with think you on that. that's the most likely thing that's going to happen this offseason. <laughs> I mean, and as I said, I think it would be really interesting for the NFL and its fans if you had massive chaos here in terms of quarterbacks leaving their longtime perches like Breeze in New Orleans, Brady in New England. You already had Rivers. Let's get Roethlisberger out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Let's shake up the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, Johnny. Shake up the whole thing, baby. Let's go. All right.
Speaking of shaking it up, a guy that could do his work in the slot, shake some DBs out of their socks, was Cecil Shorts. He's going to join us next to talk about how we got to Mount Union and what the combine was like for a guy from a D3 school. We'll do that next on Texans All Access. We've got one final segment of this Friday edition of Texans All Access from the Texans Radio Studio, sponsored by our friends at Hyundai. I'm your host, John Harris. Had some fun talking about quarterbacks with Mark Vandermeer. I think this gets to be one of the most intriguing, interesting, use whatever adjective you want to use to describe this offseason for quarterbacks. It's going to be wild. I think, think of these names. Brady, Newton, Tannehill, Mariota, Keenum, Bridgewater, Rivers, Breeze, Winston, Dalton, Foles, Carr. Those are all names we've gotten used to seeing. Brady with the Pats, Newton with the Panthers. Keena, well, Keena's been in a lot of different places, but uh, Rivers with the Chargers. Those are all players that really established in certain places, and this year could upset the apple cart all over the place, not to mention players coming into the league, Tua Tungavailoa, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jake Fromm. Those are all players that we're definitely going to have to keep eyes on during the draft, but this free agency period, when things can start, it will go crazy, and it will start about a month from today. I think it's about a month from today. Somewhere in there, the new league year starts, and then free agency starts taking place. You start getting things together. The draft follows after that, and then you're on into OTAs and minicamp, and then you're to the desert, and then training camp, and then 2020 season's here already. How awesome is that? All right, speaking of quarterbacks, guy that's about to join the show with Drew Doherty was a former quarterback. He was a quarterback in high school. When he got to college, they said, well, we think you've got an opportunity to play at a higher level out of receiver. He played at Mount Union. Mount Union, a Division Three powerhouse. He was drafted by the Jags and then moved to the Texans in 2015. And it's in Houston where we had a chance to meet, get to know, and learn all about Cecil Shorts. Well, Drew Doherty caught up with him to talk about his time at Mount Union and also what it was like to go to the Combine. Since the, co the Combine's coming up, yes. I want to get your, your take on things because I remember when you were at the Combine. Really? I absolutely remember. I've been to every Combine since 2010. Wow. And I remember, because you have Cecil Shorts, that's not a common name. It's common, a different name. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I heard your name, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then three or four years later, you wind up signing with the Texans. What was it like going through the combine? And we're going to hear this story, and then I want you to rewind back and tell another story. But your combine experience was a different one because you were coming from Mount Union Division Three. Division Three, and yeah. the, the combine is essentially peppered with D ones. Oh man, <laughs> you were you were sort of an outlier there. What was that like for you coming coming into that? It's crazy because when you're at Division Three school, you still root for Division One programs. Mm -hmm. So we were we all had our you know we loved Ohio State. We're in Ohio. Yep. Columbus was about three and three and a half hours from us. So we loved Ohio State, most of us that were from Ohio. Then you got guys from Florida that loved, you know, Miami or Florida State or whatever SEC schools. Everybody had different teams. So when you go when I got to the combine and seeing like Cam Newton, somebody you watching, you know, we will play our game and then that evening we'll watch Cam Newton live right. on TV. Yeah, because he was playing in prime time that year. They yeah, were all, Auburn was amazing. We're, we're at practice, you know, doing a Superman <laughs> sign and stuff. So it was it was weird because I was kinda like a fan of a lot of the players there. And I had to realize, like, yo, you were here for business too. Like mm -hmm. you're 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 good too. 
Um, and that was a battle I had with a lot of my career, just trying to try to prove that I was that I belong. Mm -hmm. But the combine experience was great, man. I, I never got so many, uh, so much free stuff before ever. <laughs> From Under Armour, right? Under, oh, Under Armour, Nike, Adidas. Um, especially when guys try to lure you in to sign you, um, they give you as much stuff as you as you want, and it's it's so much that goes on, man. It's kind of crazy because everybody's like set up for. Like you see the 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 lanyards that the players wear, mm -hmm. and they got little cards, and on, on the cards lets you know the meetings and the times and the rooms and where to, where to go. So each day you got you know meetings, and, and it's it's just one room though where it's like a, a madhouse, and it's like position coaches and and um, uh, I guess it's mainly position coaches from each team, and they have a list of guys they need to find out or need to talk to. So one of the guys from, like, Keenan, Keenan McCardell, I think he was working with the Redskins at the time, and he just wouldn't let me leave. So yeah. he grabbed me at the table and talked and was talking, like, yeah, we like what you can do. We think we can get you in a, somewhere in the third or fourth round, and you can compliment so-and-so, -so, and you guys can do well together. Because there's a strategy to what he was doing. There was a strategy. He was, he's kind of boxing was you out from other teams because there's only a time limit that you can yes. be in this room, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy because he was trying to not let me go see different teams, and I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> I was enjoying the conversation. Like, it's Keenan McCardell <laughs> talking. But I eventually, you know, moved to, to, to different uh, different things, four or five different teams that, um, that that particular day. And then you had the big meetings where you're in a room, like, similar to this, like a, I guess like an office a office room, and you have the head coach. I remember, I remember meeting with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And it was Jason Garrett, and it was the whole coaching staff there. Did he clap more? No, he didn't clap. He he didn't clap. <laughs> That's his name was a clap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't clap, but he he grilled me, and he asked me what's my favorite play, and write my favorite play on the board, and asked me about myself, and you know, I, I didn't get no crazy questions from what I can remember at the combine, but it was like a surreal moment coming from Division Three, um, where you basically are paying to go to school, you're paying mm -hmm. to play, right, and then you're in this uh, you're in this room with Jason Garrett, or you're in this room with, um, um, I was in a room with uh, uh, who was the head coach in Jacksonville at that time. Del Rio, Jack Del oh, Rio. Jack Del Rio and, and whoever was the head coach with the uh, Cincinnati, San Diego Chargers at that time. I can't remember who the head coach was in 2011. Back then, was it McCoy? Or? It might have been McCoy. I, I can't, I can't remember. remember either. But yeah. like going in those rooms mm -hmm. and sitting there against the whole staff and them grilling you, it was a – you can prepare for it, but it's something once you get in there, it's like, wow. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then coming from D3, it's like I was kind of stunned and kind of like trying to prove myself for as a guy that's, you know, Cam Newton or those guys, they've been, they've seen all types of guys. I right. Mean, Bo Jackson went to their school or whatever. Right. They're, they're used to, well, you, you know, walking in those terms with those guys. So you, okay, so you, you were a standout in D3, but it's not like you were just some hayseed walking. I mean, you you had an agent. He, yeah. He, they, the, the agency probably helped prepare you for. Oh, absolutely. Like, they, did you, but even with all the preparation, how much of a shock was it? Or yeah. had you been well prepared by that? No, I was I was well prepared, but it's just a shock. Like I'm actually talking to mm -hmm. so and so. I'm actually in the same. It's one thing to hear it from your agency, but then a, a few weeks later, actually go through it. Right? Actually go through it is something. It's something different. I, I think I, I I handled myself well. Um, obviously those teams stayed interested throughout the process, but it was just like surreal that mm -hmm. I'm I'm like it was almost a dream almost. Like you coming from Division Three and now you're at the combine. And now you're with some of the best athletes in the world, and it's it's crazy. And if you look back, that wasn't just any combine. That wasn't just any draft class. You've already mentioned Cam Newton. J.J. Watt was in that one. Yep. Tyron Smith. Yep. I mean, you can go down Leo the Jones. line. Julio Jones. <laughs> A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Crazy. Andy Dalton was a second <laughs> rounder. Dalton. Not that he's up with their level, but, I mean, there's name after name after name. Richard Sherman was Richard in that Sherman class. Richard Sherman was, fifth round, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were some Justin Houston. Yep. 
name after name after name. It was that was a talented, talented class. You wound up sticking in the league seven, eight years. Yep. You know, I mean, that's that's saying something. You know, a lot of a lot of guys they last two, three years. That's it. And some of them don't even make it. Yeah, it's it's tough, man, and uh, it's crazy because the same hunger you have coming into the league is what you have to keep. Yeah. Because that got you there, but you got to figure out a way to keep you there. Right. right. And people always say it doesn't matter how you get to the NFL. It's about how you stay in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and that gets harder and harder each and, each and every year because these guys are good. Yeah. <laughs> so you last, you know, seven, eight years, like we're talking about the NFL. Why, though, did you start out at Mount Union? Why didn't you, why weren't you out in Ohio State? I mean, surely Ohio State could use a guy or could could have a receiver that was, was going to wind up being seven, eight years in the league. Was it, were you small? Was it a small school you came from? What was Combo of things? What was it? I, th- I think it was a combo of things. Um, it's interesting. I think I was a late bloomer. Yeah. Um, I was like 5'10", 5'11", 155, soaking wet in high school. Um, played four sports, baseball, basketball, football, and track. Um, and I was getting recruited by some Mac schools like the Akron's, the Kent State's, mm-hmm. uh, those type of schools. And then once January hit my senior year, uh, or actually when December hit my senior year after our season was over, I really didn't hear from anybody. Everybody kind of just fell off the waiver. Like, I didn't hear, fell off the cliff. I didn't hear from no Division One school. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So then the one AA school hit me up called Youngstown State, and they asked me to walk on. And I'm like, well, thank you for the offer, but, you know, I think, you know, I'm going to have some offers coming soon. So I appreciate it. I, you know, I'll keep that. Was it Jim Trestle at that point? Was it Jim Trestle? No, it was somebody else. Okay. It was somebody else. And then um, January come, nothing. February come, nothing. So I'm, like, devastated. I'm like, I let my family down. Because I'm the oldest of six kids. I have seven kids. I'm the oldest of six kids. Yeah. I'm like, I let my family down. There's so many, so much emotion. And I'm like, I gave it my all. I was all-state in track. And I was all-conference in baseball and football. I was honorable mention all-state in, in football. I'm like, this, what else can I do? And then, um, you know, my dad took me across. My dad was my head coach mm-hmm. in high school. And he took me across the whole Midwest. <laughs> so I was in front of all these people, all the combines, everything. Um, and things just didn't work out. I, not for me. I just think I was a late bloomer. So I ended up going to Mount Union Division Three. I could have went to, and I was a quarterback too. So I was a quarterback my whole entire life. And I could have went to a couple D2 schools. Um, and, you know, a D2 scholarship is basically um, whatever you don't get for financial aid, they'll take care of the rest of it, right? So, but those schools that wanted me were terrible. <laughs> like they just weren't good at the mm-hmm. time, at mm-hmm. the time. Or weren't or, good, weren't good teams, or weren't good schools, or uh, just weren't good teams. Good, okay. The, the school was decent, but it just wasn't good, right? Like a program if that makes sense, either a, a up and building program or a program just wasn't good, right? Or they wanted me to switch positions, and then that, and that time I'm like, no, I'm a quarterback. This is where I want to play. Boom, they wanted me to play running back or deep. I'm like running back. What the heck? Or defensive back? And I'm like, nah. Nobody ever asked me to play receiver, which is hmm. weird. So I ended up going to Mount Union. They showed the most, like they showed me where they showed me, I guess, the most love. I felt most wanted there, and I was always told by my dad, you want to go somewhere that wants you, not somewhere that's going to tolerate you. And they were winners, too. And they were winners. That's one thing they got. They they went to the national championship a lot. And in my five years there, we went to the national championship every single year. Yes, Mountain Union was dominant. And they've been dominant for a very, very long time. A 57-3 and three is pretty sick. Five years, five championship opportunities. That's just incredible. Great stuff there from Cecil Short. Mount Union alum. And that's a great football player there. Cecil might be the best one they've ever had. So we appreciate him jumping on the show. Big thanks to Drew for getting that to us uh, so we could share it with you as well. Go check out the full interview with Cecil 
over at our podcast in the lab. Go check it out. It's fun, fun stuff. Big thanks to Mark for stopping by. To you guys for listening. We'll see you on Monday. And as always, go Texans.